and welcome, fellow humans, to the Gateway into My Brain. I'm Daniel, and as always, I'm with my friend and fellow Earth traveler, Tyson. We are here to have a conversation and talk about the topics that everybody knows, but nobody wants to talk about. Let's get into it. Hello, and welcome to our conversation. We're talking about how we lie to ourselves. It's something we all do. We don't like to admit it, but dang it, it happens. Cognitive dissonance. Here's my definition. It's pseudoly correct. That's another word that I just made up. Cognitive dissonance seems to be something that you know to be true deep down in your soul, and yet on the surface level, you won't admit it. You operate as if it's not true, even though you know it's true. That's kind of my basic definition. That's not exactly what the Webster's says, and the Webster's definition's a little, little convoluted. It's a little complex. I, last time I read it, and I think you just read it just a minute ago. Yep. It's kind of weird. It didn't make a ton of sense. Yeah, no. I mean, what's your synopsis of it? You know, you read Webster's and it says like two conflicting thoughts, right? Yeah. Um, Opposing ideas. It, and it threw all these examples. I was on Google, right? Because um, we have four minutes before each episode. I jumped on Google and I said, well, what, what is cog- – I didn't even know what cognitive dissonance was. Yeah. Does anyone really? So Google says Broke that your, it's your cognitive an, an example of cognitive dissonance is someone who really loves hamburgers – but they also really love cows. Mm. So what do you tell yourself when you're eating a hamburger? So you're, I mean, I've got cows in my backyard. They're, I've named them. They're wonderful. They're beautiful, kind creatures. God, I love hamburgers. And when I take a bite into that hamburger and I, I know, or when I cook up ribs, right? Okay. I look at those cows and I look at these ribs that I'm grilling up and I think, what am I telling myself to okay. say, I love you, but I'm also, I really do love your ribs. Is I think that I cognitive see what you're dissonance? getting at. So, like, you're the person who raised this cow, uh, you love this cow, fed this cow for meat specifically, but then while you're eating that cow, you don't what do really you, admit to What yourself, is your rationale? Like the, what, the, is the, what is your internal dialogue saying? Is that what you're getting like, at? Like, when you, you're a smoker, like, okay. say you're a smoker. Right. Here's another example that Google gave me. Okay. Where you know that smoking causes cancer, but you're going to go buy a pack of cigarettes and smoke it. What is what are you telling yourself in your head that says it's okay for me to smoke? I know it causes cancer, but blah 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 blah. That is your cognitive dissonance. It's a conflicting thought. Cognitive dissonance isn't isn't it's the lie that you're telling yourself. It's okay for me to eat this hamburger because cognitive dissonance. It's okay for me to smoke because cognitive dissonance. Okay. So it's that that up kind of opposing. It's the forces. lie. It's that lie. That Something you're that you so. you. It is the truth that we know, but that we deny. No, no, it's it's a lie that we well, tell ourselves. Right? It's it's a truth. Oh, right, right. That we know is a truth, but we deny that truth. But see, you're thinking of it as the truth. Am I going that we to absolutely? No, you've got it, it backwards. Hmm. So it's the lie that you tell yourself to ignore the truth. Oh, I see. That's the dissonance. Okay. So that it's not it, yours, and you look at it at a really great way, where you're saying, "No, it's the the truth is that I'm going to get cancer." Mm. We all know that. That's an undeniable truth. Okay. The cognitive dissonance is the lie we tell I, ourselves. I'm a stressed out person. I need the cigarette. I I need this to survive. I know it will give me cancer, but it's more important that I relieve my stress. That's the dissonance. That's the lie that I'm telling myself mm. that. 
I'm going to kill myself continuing to smoke this. And I smoked cigarettes for years, so I mean, I can't judge, but so. I'm sure glad I stopped It's that. the lie that you're yeah. telling yourself. Yes. It has nothing to do with that I, truth. I justified it in one way or another. Oh, smoking's wonderful. I, 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 I would go, I'd have a cigarette with well, you right now. Well, we're real glad that we've stopped. Luckily. it that, is an unhealthy thing to do. This room is way too small to. Um, yeah, no, we're not interested in that. But, you know, that kind of explains cognitive dissonance just a little bit better. You know, that, that lie that we tell ourselves in order to, to, to justify our perception of a thing. It really doesn't, it doesn't take truth into consideration. We might even deep down know that truth, but we need to hold on to some perception of a thing. And so we tell ourselves a lie and we make that lie true in order to keep that perception. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, what do you? Ooh, that's deep. Do I mean, you do that to yourself? I know that I have. I, I can. I can't even think of an. I know I do that. Everybody does that. But at one point or another, I bet we all have. No, of course it's cognitive dissonance. I, I believe is is. I think every single person in the world, it's as common as dreams. Well, what do they like to say? Everybody lies, right? It's so, not just lying, though. It's it's like a lie to yourself. Well, that's my next point is, so wouldn't it be so easy just to, lie to, to just yourself? lie to yourself? Yeah. I yeah. mean, if everybody lies, why can like, wouldn't that be the first person well, that I we never lie to? Myself. I never lie to myself. I mean, I would never lie ever. Wow, that sounds like a lie. That sounds like a big old lie. It's a lie within a lie. It's a big fat lie. Lieception. That lie's got a, a little bit yeah. of tuggies. But, it's, but it's hanging the point low. is that no one's going to admit that. That's a part of it, isn't it? And and that's what I think we really want to dig in today is these things that we go through without our entire lives that we, we really do know truthfully to be opposite from what we tell ourselves. And yet we can live entire, we could live five years, 10 yeah, years no judge living me. a life because if we're... It, Nobody, yeah, like nobody's going to call us out on it. I get to tell myself this lie every single day. Now, this is a deep topic and this is a tough topic. This is something that I think we've all dealt with. We've all touched, maybe like rubbed shoulders against it, but I don't hear people talking about it on the regular of how either we lie to ourselves or we interact with people that we know are lying to themselves or lying to us, but you know, we allow it. We live next to it because it's it's the socially nice thing to do. Socially nice. Have you ever been called out? Ooh. Sucks. Yeah, that's tough. You know, imagine Shame. someone saying, wow, you're smoking cigarettes and or wow, you really love that hamburger. Just the other day, you told me that you were, you know, trying to save all the animals. Right. I mean, right. no one wants to be called out. Yeah. Is you that, the, you're gonna is do that the taboo and, of mm. cognitive dissonance? Is, is it the doubling down? To say, oh, you know, well, cigarettes, you know, I've, I've always, I've always smoked cigarettes, you know, whatever. You know, I'm going to, I'm not going to stop now. Right. I think it might be a more personal nature. I think the whole aspect to it, we, we do it when we interact with others, but I really think it stems for, uh, from our interactions with ourselves, our relationships with ourselves. I think that's where it really comes in and how we actually lie to ourselves the things that we convince ourselves of. You're breaking it down. Well, we, we want it to be true. You're like introspectively, like yeah. it really starts with the individual. I believe most things do. I'm, I'm a firm believer that the individual is kind of responsible in the end for everything they do and say and feel. That's my perspective. And so when it comes to these things, it's all too easy for us to create a outside perspective based off of these different 
well, I mean, narratives yeah. is a way to say it. Yeah. Stories. We we create these things that we want to be true. And if we even are apt enough for it, we can create them to be true within our own minds, regardless on whether or not they're objectively true. You, that really, you lost me with that because that was pretty impressive mind okay gymnastics there it was did i do some backflips no that, you did i'm i and i'm just being honest like i'm trying to fathom what you just said like with reality and lying to ourselves to create a reality that like might be what we prefer but might be a lie that we've told ourselves like i don't know i'm thinking i'm trying to think of a, a decent example well i, can, I but. kind of well that's that's the deal it is is why i wanted to even talk about this today is how it can allow for someone to live an existence, again, a self-created existence that they that they need in that moment or they feel they need. So that's why they do it. I believe that that's why it happens is because they need that existence. My thing is why I wanted to talk about it is the long term. You know, as a society and even as individuals, our health is severely impacted by how we can create these narratives and then live within them, even though we know they're not right. We know it's not real. We know it's not true. But we can live an immense amount of time within them. And I'm kind of fascinated and scared, to be honest, yeah. about that yeah. phenomenon. Because in the insignificant level, it might not mean much. It, 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 what harm does it really cause if somebody needs to believe something about themselves? There might be a lot of situations out there that really it, it's, it doesn't do you a lot of good to call somebody out because what, what harm does it really do? And then you take that same concept and you turn it around and put it on maybe, say, a national scale where you have a collective group, say, the entirety of the United States or even a state or, or, or a community or whatever right. it is, agreeing upon that same very lie. Ooh, that's scary. That's terrifying. You say that like it's a bad thing. It's cognitive dissonance. Mm-hmm. It's lying to yourself. The big lie. What if What if we all knew the complete truth about about everything? Would society crumble? It, are you Are you asking if we were completely honest about absolutely everything? Right. So they're like lying didn't exist. You know, like on that, a mass scale of, of cognitive dissonance, like with the, smoking, you oh, know, or with okay. electric vehicles, and you know, you you get into like. Um, Things that each individual has convinced themselves, has lied to themselves, is true that may not be actually true. So from an individual level, right, Mm. each person that has learned to believe something has lied to themselves. I can't think of a better example or another example other than hypothetically in another universe, let's just say uh, there were government elections and there there was a possibility of them being completely faked. And completely stolen, okay. and everyone believes that yes, everything's true, and all these um, votes are righteous and true. But in reality, it's all just a farce. I can't think of a better example than that. But does the fabric of society hinge on some of these cognitive dissonances? Hmm. That's a very interesting question. My first thought went to if the individual needs their Maslow's hierarchy of needs, their foundation, their security. I could assume that to some degree, the group would also need that. Right. And that sometimes we probably would figure out a way. I don't know. I don't want to say figure out a way, but but maybe the group 
would create that same foundation even though they knew that maybe that was built on sand that it really wasn't solid because when you see it you know it when you feel it you know it i would actually say that that's why they tell you to trust your gut that intuition you know when something's true or when it's not and when we stop listening to that gut that really causes a lot of problems but that's a such a fascinating concept that you just brought up about how it could potentially affect a society. And let's just say hypothetically. From an individual point. But hypothetically, if it was, say, an election where you had millions of people interacting with something that would change how their lives went, it would it would directly impact them. If, I mean, think about the, the detriment that that could cause if people were so dependent upon the perception of security right of resol- uh, of of i i want to say resoluteness but it kind of almost feels like if they were dependent upon uh maybe say a methodology or a, a practice yep. you know that they they had faith in a system i think kind of faith in a system might be where that's rooted that if, if that need was so great that there could be a percentage of the population that would have cognitive dissonance. Say, for example, and I'm not saying one way or another, but for example, if evidence was shown that that system was under attack, that it wasn't done so above board, that they could have cognitive dissonance because they needed it to be so in order for their security, their their blanket of security to be held tightly around them. And they would maybe even fight against evidence to the contrary, regardless if that evidence was absolute. Let's simplify it. Simplify let's, it. Let's avoid the political topics. And let's just say a, That's true. someone... And, and, and again, I, let's take, a, I, take I a step back. I don't even want to... No, because I, I agree. I think it's a great example. And I, as, as I'm listening to you talk, I can think of a way to simplify it to create less of... Um, to, to create a less... And I hate to say this on this podcast, but a less prickly situation of mm. someone who smokes, right? Okay. And for years, people smoked. It was in magazines. It's cool to smoke. Smoking's great. Smoking's healthy. You know, there's there's articles of, of smokers, uh, uh, camel cigarettes. It's cool. It's it's healthy. Pregnant mothers used to right. smoke, right? right? And so, at what point did the truth have to come out to, for for someone to say? Imagine trying to con- to confront one of those persons, the cultural society that says, "Well, we love to smoke. I mean, it's healthy. It's it's here. It's on the TV." But then to come to the to the realization that, oh my goodness, this causes cancer. And so when the Surgeon General warning came out that said smoking is actually going to give you lung cancer, mm-hmm. what was that? There was a cognitive dissonance. There had to be something there too as well. And there is now. People still smoke. What do they What do they tell themselves? And, you know, when you relate this to like how an election on a grand scale would be and to simplify it to say just on a smoking term, what is it that causes someone to continue to smoke, to deny that there may be – um, a threat to the integrity of how we vote for anything. That's interesting because I wonder if it sometimes has to do with just I want to. Mm. I that's that's real right it, there. It, that's it a real. Could answer. just be that they want it. You know, um, it, a belief 
doesn't necessarily have to be grounded in facts or, or anything. It's a great it, point. It could just be that they want it to be. And, uh, I mean, let's throw out a hypothetical from last video. If I wanted leprechauns to be a, a thing that we interacted with and that I could say, yeah, they're real. I know why they're real. And here is all the reasons. Well, they created rainbows and, and they, they're the ones that steal your left sock. That's why you can't find, you know, your <laughs> socks after you, after you do your laundry. And, uh, you know, I, I'd like to know why my left socks go I'm missing just in saying, my laundry. <laughs> I, I could easily just make it so because yeah. I wanted it to be. And I think that's part of the whole phenomenon is that it really kind of wraps itself up into a mixture of of the influences that are messing with that individual to make them need that belief. Yeah. Because that that's a that's a huge spectrum of, of things. Yeah. We talked about nature versus nurture of all of the influences that impact themselves on an individual. That's right. That's that that you know nurture type of aspect that creates part of the individual's perception. Well, within let's just say that you were an individual that were raised around a, a group of individuals that believed a certain way. Well, if you were given evidence that logically objected to that belief, your brain potentially would actually fight that. Right. Is the brain that fights that or is the ego that fights that? That is a philosophical question and I kind of like that question. I really do. Because I I bet that it's a combination. Because I, I think I think I it's the know ego. that we create neural pathways. Nobody wants to be wrong. Nobody does. They don't want to be shamed. They want to be in the know. They want not, to be in not groupthink. In, not today. No, you're gonna. You're I want to be, be in like the ostracized. Know. Right. Everyone wants to know on the edge of what the information is. And it's right, I'm not a fool. and they can't wait to I'm tell saying. you. Everyone else says this, and that's what it is, and that's, and so that's regurgitated through society, I think has a powerful influence on the lies that we tell ourselves and how do we fight that? Hmm. I bet that first and foremost, there has to be an acceptance that we might be wrong. Yeah. If we are always right about everything, everything that we believe, and again, this is a personal journey, but if my beliefs are right, and if I have to be right in order to be okay, that's something that I would ask somebody to maybe take a look at. Oh, that's that's interesting. If you have to be right to be like mentally stable, yeah, to be okay, that's that's scary to me. Because... No, come on, that, you're better than that. You, you know, I I think maybe from a broad term, but like if like my let me put this into words, like my emotional or mental stability of my perception of things around me, the existence of my, my being in the world is based in like the, the well-being of that hinges on my ability to perceive things as the right way, the right thing. And if they're not, if I were to discover that I believed things to be wrong, I know that's a mouthful here, that the fabric of my reality, like I would be, my ego would die knowing that, wow, everything that I truly do believe is wrong. You think that that, because if I were to be shown that everything that I believe is a lie, I'd be excited. But I also. That is unique. 
I the, the discovery and and I consider myself I, I love the discovery I love the investigation okay. I love the questions I, I encourage that prove me I'm wrong show me show me the other side of the mm. fence that the grass is greener or show me show me the truth I'm seek, constantly seeking the truth mm. but you think that maybe someone who's resolved and resolute in understanding that what they believe really is the truth should they be shown that that is a facade that really no you're not right that that could be a detriment to their mental or reality shattering revelations i believe that it could be and the only reason why i said that it 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 was scary to me was history based from what i have heard and read because when you instill a resolute belief and when i say resolute it's it's an unyielding ideology resolve yeah of this truth is the truth whenever you instill that in human beings there is always the potential, and I can't all or nothing it because there's always people that can work past this, but there is a huge potential for that person to then interact with another existence, another perception, and when that other existence and that other perception is different from their own, they can respond in a very irrational and dysregulated way that in times past, before we really created this society that we're living in now that has a level of civility you were justified in killing someone who didn't believe how you believe exactly yeah and that in itself is horrifying to me yeah Yeah. and i don't want to go back there which is why cognitive dissonance and these these ideologies that all i'm saying all i'm saying like I, i don't i don't want to get all preachy but when these belief systems of ourselves are unquestionable when we do not have the ability to actually put them up against other things and to objectively look at them, when we are so rigid in our beliefs that we are not able to actually allow for the possibility that we're wrong, I believe that that can lead to some really, uh, let's just say low vibrational places. You know, that's a nice way to say it. Yeah, yeah. But it's happened throughout history, and, and here's the deal. I think that collectively we're getting to the point where I I personally believe that we can move past that that we can we can remain open enough we are connected enough I think that we have been exposed to each other enough now thank you internet you're talking about the internet that, yeah. that that we as a world we as a planet have connected with with enough ideas and cultures that I I really believe and hope that when we come up against the shaking of our realities, we have enough cognitive ability to to allow for the questioning of it, that we won't be so rigid in our beliefs that we're going to act out in, in a real violent and irrational way. And th- this is coming from the guy who says to stop using such big words on the podcast. Did I start using really big words? No, I mean, as far as feedback we've received, right? Mm. Let's well, simple, simplifying things, right? Allow for possibility. Allow for the fact that we might be wrong. If, if we have to be right, if we are willing to lie to ourselves in order to be right, I think we can do better than that. And I only mean to say in my lack of faith, the majority of humanity will not be able to face the truth. You don't think so? I, Personally, I believe so. I, I, I think there's a lot of faith out there. 
personally, I question humanity's faith in mm. accepting the truth. I mean, please convince me wrong. You, I'm you, going to take no. the opposite opinion, and I'm going to say that we have never been so ready for truth that we have been in recognition of. We, we, we see how we have been lied to on a societal level, and I believe that a lot of people feel Maybe they can't admit it quite, but they feel that they've maybe even lied to themselves a little bit. And I believe that we are primed and ready for truth, real truth about what's been going on, how our world really is, who we really are, and our place in this big, wide universe that we've been riding this spaceship Earth through. And that is what really gives me hope. That is the internal, eternal flame that I choose to keep lit is that hope that we as a species will beat back our cognitive distance, we'll stop lying to ourselves, and we'll stop just saying that we know. And instead, we'll take a beat and allow for it to play out, to objectively look at what comes our way and maybe use a little bit of discernment to decide what's real and what's not. Yeah, that's the message you got to send. You know... I don't even necessarily, the, the word hope doesn't really seem to cut it. I, I, I feel like I know that this attitude's out there. I see it. I see people being open, willing to learn. I think that this whole narrative that we're separate and that we're opposed to each other, for lack of a better word, it's bullshit. We're not opposed to each oh, that's other. That's the first cuss word of the, the whole podcast. I, I, don't, I don't think I have cuss. That's the first yet. one. That's the very first S word that's been said. Yeah, I... It's well. It's you must appropriately feel very used. Strongly, I yeah. feel that incredibly strong that this that this division that we've been peddled is BS. We don't need to lie to ourselves. We don't need to lie to each other. We can walk through this life together with open hearts and open minds. We enjoyed having you along for our conversation. If something we talked about resonated with you, I hope you continue to ask questions and explore your thoughts on cognitive dissonance. There is a great need in the world for each and every one of us to have our thoughts listened to. It not only helps us to express ourselves, but to process the beliefs that we hold dear. As always, please be respectful while having conversations and promote a give-and-take dialogue that encourages civil discourse. Don't forget to like and follow us for future podcasts. We love you, and there is nothing you can do about it.